everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NBA DFS Day podcast by Sports Ethos. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined by a long-time, uh, long-missing friend here, Mr. Ramiz uh, Mohamed, who I haven't actually spoken to in, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe about a month at this point, Ramiz, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been about a month. We haven't talked about our struggles with both of our teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, hey, my Bulls, they might make that play in. Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, anyways, uh, we do have a fantastic, fun 10-game uh, Friday slate for you guys. Uh, it is Friday, so everyone's feeling good. Everyone's ready to play some DFS. We got some good plays for you guys, I think. But we do have a, I would say, a, a pretty darn long list of uh, injury news here. We have to stay on top of Ramiz, so... <laughs> Let me try to run through this as fast as I possibly can. I will try to be enunciated as well. But we do have Joel Embiid questionable with a calf injury. So that's a big one. Harden is also questionable with a Achilles injury. Set out the last game. So we'll have to see what goes there. I, I have to think both those guys play, honestly. I'm leaning towards them playing. Uh, it's a big one against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we have Kyrie Irving questionable with a foot injury. We also have Tim Hardaway Jr. questionable with an illness on the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, for the Pacers, we have... Tyrese Halliburton still questionable with that knee injury. Um, not sure how much incentive they have to play him there, but we'll see how that works out. Uh, Chris Duarte is questionable with an illness as well. Uh, for the Jazz, we do have Laurie Markin already announces out for this hand injury there, so big bummer for them. Uh, but we should have some people on the Jazz that we should be interested in there. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, big one here, questionable with a quad injury. I am leaning towards him not playing as the Chicago Bulls insider here. Uh, he had a quad injury a couple months ago. Uh, really, really left him out, uh, you know, held him out for a while, had some struggles with it. So I'm leaning towards him not playing here. Uh, Caruso is questionable with a foot injury as well. Uh, he's been in and out of the lineup recently. We do have Bradley Beal of the Wizards out already with a knee injury. So I've got some thoughts there. Uh, the Hornets are interesting because we had some injuries actually happen tonight while we were recording. We had Terry Rozier. He is questionable with a foot injury, probably more towards a doubtful side because he did have to leave the game tonight. Same thing with Kelly Oubre Jr., who had to leave the game tonight with a shoulder injury. He's questionable, but uh, I'm going to say he's more towards, more towards the doubtful side. So I think there are some Hornets that we can look at for sure, uh, but we'll talk about that. Zach Collins is uh, questionable with a tank injury. <laughs> they want to just lose, so he's just going to probably sit. <laughs> it's a bicep injury officially, but I just, I just don't know how, much, how injured he actually is. Uh, Devin Vassell also don't really know how injured he is. Knee maintenance, uh, tank reasons. Uh, Jeremy Sohan out with a knee injury also. Uh, Romeo Langford out with a thigh injury. So Spurs are, are heavily in tank mode at this point. Uh, Scotty Barnes is questionable with a wrist injury. So maybe Ramiz has some uh, insights there for us. Uh, we also have Gary Trent Jr. questionable with an elbow injury for the Raptors. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that one. Uh, Nurkic questionable with a knee injury for the Portland Trailblazers. We already have Anthony Simons out with that foot injury as well. Uh, for the Pistons, we have Rodney Magruder out with a foot injury and Alec Burks also out with a foot injury. So it should open up some backcourt minutes there. Uh, and then for the Kings, lastly, we have Kevin Werder questionable with a knee injury, but he's trending towards playing. So he's probably going to make his return in this game with me. So, whew, okay. That's a long list. Uh, anyone that I missed there that is sticking out to you, uh, do you have any insights about those Raptors guys? Uh, on the Raptors side of things, honestly, it's probably still questionable but i think you got majority of the main players in terms of every team i do want to say like like you mentioned hornets are on the back-to-back and mm -hmm. so are the thunder so maybe the thunder have a few missing players that aren't listed right now so that's something to watch out for yeah definitely keep your eyes on that one and if you guys don't have the dfs pass go to sportsethos.com sign up for it we will keep you guys up to date in our discord uh we do that for you guys it is 4.99 a month it is absolutely very inexpensive i'm sure a lot of you are probably losing more than that 
in DFS. So come win instead and spend that $4.99 with us. That's sportethos.com. Get the DFS pass. Let's jump right into it, though, man. Um, I'm trying to think where I want to start here. I think I want to start with my favorite play on the slate here. Um, Because I don't think I have any games where I have, like, an incredible number of uh, plays here. But I do have some games that I'm really excited about plays in. So one of them is Washington in San Antonio. Uh, We just talked about San Antonio having all those players out. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, Ramiz. I, I want to see some more news before I really lock anyone in. So I really don't have anybody right now on the Spurs side on my list. I think if Collins and, you know, uh, uh, Vassal are for sure ruled out, then I'm going to have some guys like, you know, maybe a Malachi Branham uh, or something like that that I'm interested in. But as of right now, we don't know for sure if those guys are in or out. On a 10 game slate, uh, I really just don't think you have to mess with that. You know, that mess, that headache, until you know some more news. If you absolutely know uh, who's going to play and who's not going to play, then that's a different story. But right now, I'm going to kind of hold off on who I'm, I'm going to you know, go ahead and uh, recommend there. Trey Jones looks like he is trending towards playing, so that's an interesting play for me. Uh, I'll go ahead and mention that out there. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just going to wait for a little bit more uh, news there. But on the Washington side, a couple of plays I'm super excited about. Number one play on my slate, probably the top guy for me, Christoph Sporzingis, 9,000. Uh, only managed 22 minutes in the last game, but he really uh, was going off. Uh, no Bradley Beal in this one, so he's going to have some more touches from me's. And I just think he, the upside's tremendous here, especially with the Wizards still theoretically battling for a play-in spot. And uh, and the Spurs are just a terrible defensive team. So talk to me about Porzingis. Is there anybody else on the Wizards that you're interested in? I got one more here, but want to hear your thoughts. Uh, on the Wizards side, I think I didn't go for Przingis, but uh, I mean, Przingis is a good shot with Beal and Kuzma out. He's probably going to get a lot more touches, but I kind of went with the other route in terms of the minutes of who was going to get a lot of those minutes, and I, I kind of went with the young guys and Johnny Davis at 3,400 mm-hmm. and Corey Kispert at 4,800 because I just, I just think these are guys who should be getting a lot more shots. Obviously, Denny Avdia is always someone to look yeah. at, but he's like even last game, he seems to never have taken a lot of shots, even though he's capable of doing it. But maybe that's a head coach and player matter that we can't really change. But, uh, yeah, those are two players I like. And on the Spurs side of things, uh, I mean, like you said, I, I, I literally have it here on my notes. Like, don't know who's playing. Yeah. I don't know what the starting lineup is going to be. But obviously, uh, sure. there could be some good shouts in this lineup, especially, like, at the 5,000, 4,500 range, mm. uh, if the right players aren't playing. <laughs> but uh, yeah. we got to wait to see that. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got Sandro Mamukulashvili. Oh, my gosh, I just messed it up really bad. Uh, Sandro, you've got Sandro. You've got Kata uh, Bates-Diop. You've got mm-hmm. Brandon, I mentioned before. Um, so guys that you can absolutely look at. I actually am kind of partial to Doug McDermott as well. But, again, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. i got to see who's playing and who's not playing. So, um, definitely definitely a wait-and-see type of thing. But, yeah, I love your uh, call of Johnny Davis. I've been, I haven't been on his – he hasn't been on my radar the last couple of games. He should have been. He's been getting more and more minutes. Uh, starting to really grow on on everybody there. So I had a really nice uh, reverse layup in that last game that was made made the highlight reel. That was really impressive. But yeah, the other guy that I had on my list for sure was Didi Avija at 5,900. And um, I think that that price tag is getting to a point where it's like not the best play in the world. But if you need a guy that fills your roster out between the five and 6,000 range, I really don't see anybody else that has the kind of upside he does. But like you said, he sometimes takes a back seat in the offensive side. So um, that is something that you have to be wary of. He doesn't always put up that ceiling. He does have a relatively low floor as well. So, all right. Uh, let me, uh, what, what game are you eyeing here, Ramiz? What game are you, what games really got you excited, man? Ooh, interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, let me take a good look here. I'm going to go with the Rockets and Grizzlies. All right. Talk uh, to me, man. What you got? This is, uh, 
honestly, it's mainly because, first of all, it's a Memphis home game. And with uh, I'm going with Jaron Jackson Jr. here at 8200. Uh, he's just been playing outstanding basketball on, on every aspect of the game. Uh, I had a monster game last one as well. And I think because Jaw is back, it kind of allows him to take away the attention that he's had before and uh, kind of, uh, what's the right word, but to kind of like separate away from him to the other players, including Jaw. And uh, at 8200, he's continuing his defensive player of the year uh, standards of like just getting a bunch of blocks, steals. And I also have a, a kind of a budget option, David Roddy, 3,500, who's continuously getting minutes. And obviously, he's not one of those guys who's going to score a lot of the ball, but he's going to do a lot of that dirty work, uh, get you a few assists, a few rebounds, maybe a steal or a block. And this, uh, this played the game really well. And on the Rocket side of things, uh, I'm going to go with Jalen Green. Uh, Jalen Green, he's one thing that you can count on Jalen Green is continue to get like 18 plus shots. And he's been hitting it. He's been pretty efficient. He's been scoring the ball at a really great rate, uh, putting on some high-scoring games, which is what you want to see from Jalen Green. And at 7,300, I think he's a really nice option in this league. I was on Jabari Smith Jr. I, ended up, um, I wanted to keep my player pool a little smaller just on the 10-game slate, so I honestly don't have a whole lot of interest in this game. We do have, It looks like we have a 12.5-point spread in favor of the Grizzlies here, but I uh, don't have a game total yet. This is probably going to be one of the higher game totals on the slate, mm-hmm. so um, you probably do want to grab one of the cheaper guys here, so I like those calls. Um, one guy I do have kind of circled here that I had some thoughts on early on is, uh, is John Moran at 8,900. Um, obviously came off the bench in the last one, played, I think it was 22 minutes. Um, so if we get... The reason I have in circle is I would probably – here's what I, how I'd handle it. If I'm trying, playing like you know, 30, 40, 50 lineups, I'd probably have him in a couple, one or two, and I would just kind of look for that you know, news. And if he's going to be playing a whole bunch of minutes, um, then you know, obviously we want to have him in our lineups at that price tag against the Houston Rockets. So uh, really, really good price tag, but you know, we just don't know what his role is right now. Um, he was – Limited in the last game because of conditioning. I'll be honest with you, over me, he did not look like he needed to be limited for conditioning. So that's why I'm, I kind of have some curiosity there, and I'm trying to see if maybe they're going to let him play, you know, 35 minutes in this one. If they are, then I think that price tag is really, really attractive. So, um, but yeah, I like your calls as well. Uh, not a game I was particularly eyeing, but those are uh, those are good calls. Let's move on to though to the uh, Bulls and the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, I got to talk about Bulls, but I think the re- the main reason I got to talk about him on this DFS slate is uh, I really do think there's going to be no DeMar DeRozan. He had to leave the game uh, in the last one with uh, against the Sixers. But here's the thing, though. He didn't injure it in that game. He actually was already injured going into that game. And he just did not look right before he actually uh, just kind of tweaked it a little bit more. And then he had to leave. So I really do think he's going to take a, a game or two off here. Uh, at the very least, I think he really should if the Bulls are hoping to make any kind of thunder in the, in the play in slash playoffs. So um, I'm looking at Zach Levine absolutely at 8,800. If there's no DeMar DeRozan, that's kind of one of those things that we absolutely know is going to happen. Uh, Zach Levine's going to you know step into a lot more usage. I think you can go with Vooch as a uh, kind of pivot off of that. But I think on a 10 game slate, you don't have to be super contrarian. So I think like Zach Levine at 8,800 for sure. Uh, especially against this Portland uh, Trailblazers team that, you know, doesn't play a lot of defense, especially without Jeremy Grant in there. And as your little is questionable and like some of their defensive guys um, just aren't really playing. They do sit all have Matisse Thiable, I guess, but um, they're still not that impressive on the defensive side. So I like him there. Obviously, the other guy that people are going to target if they get we get news that DeMar DeRozan's out for sure is Patrick Williams at 4600 I don't love that price tag, but I do love the matchup. Just, you know, just kind of spoke on it there. I don't think that they have a really – uh, fantastic defensive identity, even though they have individual players that are good defensively. Uh, as you know, they're not that great. So the other guy I want to mention here, which is a little bit out of left field, uh, but I've been mentioning him, I think, every single slate. But Alex Caruso at 3,300, if he does play, 
Uh, I think this is a really good spot for him as well, especially without DeMar DeRozan. Uh, again, I'm, I'm assuming DeMar DeRozan's not playing. So, you know, there's going to be usage to go around to everybody on the team. So at 3300 basically almost minimum pricing, I think he can really put up a, a really, really solid line for you uh, with a lot of upside, too, if he starts hitting those three-pointers. So um, I do have somebody on the Portland side, but I'm going to let you talk to me. Uh, talk about the Chicago side here, Ramiz. Uh, Chicago side, I think, I think you kind of just said the right words. I mean, I, I'm not going to go for Pat, Patrick Williams. I think yeah. my days of choosing Patrick Williams are over. <laughs> He's kind of let me down multiple times. Right. Uh, but Zach Levine is someone I do have on my list. Uh, honestly, if Dermar Rosen plays, because uh, Levine is one of those guys who just really loves to be that first option whenever he gets a chance to. And uh, like you said, against uh, use of Nurkic in a pick and roll, it feels like it's going to be pretty light work in terms of Levine's side of things, especially with uh, without Jeremy Grant, without uh, Nazir Little. I think it's probably just looking at Matisse Thabo, but... I think exactly we should have a pretty stellar night. Yeah. And uh, you want to go with the Blazers now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk to me about the Blazers. I'll let you start, start us off with the Blazers. Okay. Who you like there, man? Uh, I'm looking at Cam Reddish. I'm looking at Cam Reddish at 4600. Uh, on He hasn't been starting, and he has been having a rough patch, but I'm looking at the fact that Jeremy Grant's out uh, and Freddie Simmons is out. And uh, I think you're going to need some scoring to kind of beat the Chicago Bulls team. And Cam Reddish has had some of those spark plug games where he's been able to go off. I think 4600 is right around the range I would want to pay for a player like him. Uh, and I also believe because he can play somewhat of a pretty um, some good defense, I think uh, that's a good shot as well. So at 4600, I do like Cam Reddish. Uh, let me talk to you guys about Dame Litter. I think he, uh, at 11,000, I'm not playing him. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> first of all, we don't know where his head's at here because he is talking about basically, you know, not happy with the organization at this point in time, which you can't blame him, you know. They were hoping to make the playoffs this season. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he's, stuck in the, he's stuck in there, you know, obviously uh, for the long haul here. But, uh, yeah, it's got to be rough, man, every single year to have your head beat against the wall. It's like, dude, you're not you're not getting anywhere. But, uh, but no, I think the Bulls have been a top five defense since the break, since the All-Star break. And, uh, you know, obviously with Patrick Beverly being added as well, uh, that's like their defense to another level here. So uh, I really don't think you play Dame Lillard. I think that's a really – Risky pick there. But I do like your Cam Reddish call. I went a little bit of a different direction here. Uh, and I went with Shade on Sharp at 4,600 or 5,400. I'm sorry. Um, it's a little bit of a price boost there. I mean, obviously, he's been in the 4,000s for most of the season. And I, I just said the Bulls are a pretty good defensive team. So it's not necessarily <laughs> the best matchup in the world. Uh, but I do feel like, you know, he played 40 minutes in the last one. And the Portland Trailblazers have all the incentive in the world to really try this guy out and see what he's like in a, in a you know, starring role on the offensive end. Uh, so he's really going to step into that Anthony Simons role, I feel like, and, and put up a bunch of shots. I think he had 19 jump shots or field goals uh, in the last game. So I'm hoping he ends up in that, you know, 17 to 20 field goal range. And if he does at 5,400, if he's hitting those shots, uh, he can hit value for you there. So I think he's a decent play. Not my favorite play in the world. Uh, I am going to also mention if, uh, you know, Nurkic does miss, he is questionable here. We do have Drew Eubanks also at 3,400 which is a nice little just kind of filler center if you need know, cheap cheaper center i really didn't see a whole lot of people like four thousand under i liked in this whole slate remise which is kind of new for me because i usually like at least a few they're like a 35 yeah yeah everyone's <laughs> everyone's priced up because it's tank season so all the bad players are playing a whole bunch so exactly. that's, it, it is what it is so uh drew bank eubanks if he uh, if nurkic is out he is a guy that's under four thousand that you can definitely consider rostering i think so all right, let's move on though. Let's talk about um oh I I picked that one. Let me have you pick one for me, man. What do you, what else has you excited? Uh let's go with uh let's go with Sixers versus Warriors. Uh mm-hmm. the Sixers one, uh honestly the Sixers one's always tough to kind of gauge, but uh 
I do like Maxi at 7,000 if they're hardened, the size not to play. I mean, like you said in the beginning, there's a lot of injuries and questionables. Mm -hmm. So we kind of don't know who's going to play. And obviously, even if they are probable to play, uh, I mean, you never know with this league, right? Yeah. Uh, but on the Warriors side of things, I do have a, a couple of good picks. Uh, I wouldn't obviously stack these two picks, but Kuminga at 5,100 and Draymond at 6,000. I think uh, we're kind of reaching a stage where the Warriors are like, we got to kind of, you know, keep kick it up a notch and not be in the play-in situation. And I think Draymond 6,000, who's had been having some pretty great games, uh, doing his things, you know, getting his triple singles and uh, <laughs> performing great. And guess what? The Warriors are home, right? So that, as long as the Warriors are home, you can expect some good performances from their players. Because I know on the road side of things, they've been absolutely atrocious, making Trey look like a defensive player of the year. And uh, I think at home, Draymond and Kamik are some good picks. Yeah, I, I like that, man. I think the Golden State side is the side I would take in this one uh, based on the pricing. I, I have some thoughts here on the Sixers side, though. Um, I would say, you know, obviously if Joel Embiid does play at 11-8, it is a price tag that uh, is hard to swallow. But if Harden's out and Embiid's in, uh, then I think that it is a, a nice, uh, a nice, a nice spot for him. Obviously, you got the Golden State Warriors who really don't play a center. They play six nine. You know, Kevon Looney, uh, and you know he's decent, but he's not going to stop Joel Embiid. There's no, there's no way in heck he's going to happen. And either is Draymond Green, as good as a defensive player as he is, uh, Embiid's just too big for those guys to handle. So I do like this uh, a spot for Embiid if he does play and there's no Harden. Uh, I think you know, obviously some of these other guys are a little bit priced up. So like Melton is some guy I was going to if Harden was out, but now he's six thousand. And I think I might go away from that. I think Maxie's the one guy I would uh, pick there. So I, I'm, I agree with you there, Ramiz. Um, if Embiid is out, uh, I will go with Paul Reed, B-Ball Paul, at 4,100. And again, I think this is a good matchup for anyone that's a big uh, guy that can rebound, uh, which is what Paul Reed is. And he's a per-minute guy. Uh, puts up really good numbers and per-minutes. Um, he only needs, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to really hit value for us there at 4,100. So uh, I like that as well. But uh, I think you cover the Golden State side well enough. We can just kind of move on here. Uh, let's talk about – here's when I have a few plays in. Let's talk about Boston and Indiana. Um, I actually like the spot here. I think it's going to be – here. here's why I like the spot here, because I think it's going to be a more competitive game than the spread or whoever is out there looking at this on paper is going to think it's going to be because the Pacers are actually always keeping games close. Uh, yeah, it's an 11 and a half point spread. And I really don't, even if Tyrese Halliburton doesn't play, I really don't think it's going to be that big of a spread. I think the Pacers are going to stick around, stick around, stick around like they've done all season uh, and make it a game. And that's, that's why I'm actually on Jason Tatum at 10-7. I think, you know, he's a really good play here. Um, I was actually looking at his splits against his team, and uh, anytime the guy's splits are like, you know, five, six points above what their home and away splits are on that, you know, that DraftKings split screen play, uh, split screen, uh, that's what I like to see. So here I saw him and he was like uh, five or six points above against this team in particular. And I think, you know, if he gets uh, his allotment of minutes here, he's going to have a really, really good game because I don't really don't know anyone in the Pacers. Miles um, Turner is a good defensive player, but he's not going to shut down Jason Tatum. Like no, no one in the world is going to do that. So uh, I do like him here on the Pacers side too, and I'm just going to cover the whole thing here because I've only got a few plays. Uh, I do like Miles Turner. I just mentioned him, split 6600 here. I think he's a really good GPP play. Uh, just had a price drop for some inexplicable reason from 7100 to 6600. Uh, pretty reliable to put up 30 you know, DK points for you. But I think what we're looking at here is we're looking at upside remise, and if he can get a few extra blocks here, and without Terry Halliburton in the lineup. Hopefully, you know, Tyree sits, then Miles Turner might get a few more shots. 
um, you know, might get a few more threes as well because the Boston Celtics obviously play a lot of big dudes. Um, so, you know, I like him here as a GPP play. And then the last guy I want to mention here, which is just kind of a nice play on, in any format, honestly, I'm probably going to play him in my cash games. It's TJ McConnell at 5,500. I really think, you know, uh, this is, again, assuming Tyrese Halliburton is a play. If Tyrese Halliburton plays, then obviously throw TJ out the door. He's not going to get enough <laughs> minutes to really matter. But uh, if, if there's no Tyrese Halliburton, then TJ McConnell, I think, is definitely pretty much a lock to get you, you know, 30 DK points or so. Um, he's just a really good, solid backup player. Uh, and when he steps in the starters' minutes, he produces. So uh, I like him here. Obviously, Boston's a really good defensive team, but I still think it's a decent uh, a decent price tag for him. So what are your thoughts there, Ramiz? Anyone else you're looking at here? Uh, well, I mean, Keith, just to piggyback on what you said, I mean, Miles Turner is someone who I like at 6600. I think he's a player who, with or without Tyrus Halliburton, can put on a great performance. I think, mm-hmm. obviously, Tyrus Halliburton uses him more so uh, – he kind of more so spaces out, plays his pick and roll, plays his usual duties. But obviously, without Tyrese Halliburton, he didn't try to score the ball a lot more. And this Celtics team is a tough defensive team to really go against. But that's why, like, I was looking at uh, the case scenario where Tyrese Halliburton doesn't play because obviously, I think we're going back in time to the TJ McConnell Nem Hard days where your Tyrese Halliburton was like injured for months. Yeah. Uh, but TJ McConnell is the right pick because TJ McConnell, in both cases, if Nem Hard is TJ McConnell, I think. TJ McConnell is a guy who can impact the game more than just from his shooting and his shots. So even if he's having an inefficient game, uh, he'll be still getting a few steals, a few uh, assists, probably some rebounds too, because that's just his game. Uh, on the Celtics side of things, uh, it's always tough to kind of get one of these players. I feel like they're always priced around the same. Uh, but I went with the upside pick uh, if I have space for him and on some, some of my slates, which would be Robert Williams at 4,600. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert well, Williams, I just think, uh, obviously he's come back from injury, didn't play a lot of minutes, but uh, he doesn't really need to do much to get his value, just get you a double-double, uh, just getting easy putbacks, easy lobs, and with the way the boss still the space, it shouldn't be too much of a difficult task. Yeah, I like it, man. I've, I've always uh, I always had some like interest in Rob. Well, he's burned me a few times, though, so I'm like, I'm wary to go back there. <laughs> but, but I get the intrigue. I don't disagree. Uh, well, I picked that game. Let me know uh, what's another game you're looking at here, man. It's a 10-game set. There's got to be at least one more. Let's do, uh, let's do Charlotte and Dallas. Hey, that's uh, that's actually the one I was gonna call. So yeah, talk, talk to me now. What do you have? I um, I know. Let me let me look at my notes. So I got for Charlotte. I went with uh, obviously with Mark Williams continuing to be out. I I went with Kai Jones. Uh, Kai Jones has done me nice on uh, one of my slates before, and I'm gonna go with him again at 3300 against uh, a Mavericks team where I think the Hornets are you know full on ready, just tank straightforward at 100 speed. Uh, I think Kai Jones is someone you're gonna play, and at 3300. Uh, this is a really nice budget price, especially if you could go for these higher guys, like you mentioned. If you're going for a Tatum, if you're going for an a beat, you're going to need some of these budget guys. And at 3300 Kai Jones, it's a pretty good price. And uh, honestly, uh, this was a, a late scratch that I had on, uh, but because of the tier was your news and the Kelly Oubre, I think Gordon Hayward at 5700 yeah. is a really good price, yeah. uh, mainly because he can really handle some playmaking duties, some scoring duties. Uh, this, I, I mean, you just hope he gets around 30 minutes because uh, <laughs> they are yeah. trying to tank. They are trying to lose games. But uh, Hayward is a really good shout. And on the Mavericks side of things, uh, just have one of those if picks. So if Kyrie doesn't play, uh, Jaden Hardy at 5,600. Yeah. Uh, that is a pretty hefty price tag, but he's been playing really, really nice, whether it's without the two stars, whether it's with one of them. And uh, especially last game against the Warriors, he had a monster night. I don't think the Charlotte Hornets would kind of clamp up or play any defense to really stop him from doing the same thing. I actually went the opposite way on uh, two of your picks there, but Gordon Hayward's absolutely, I absolutely agree. He's kind of the last man standing here. Um, I do think he plays 
hopefully 25 minutes plus you know that's what we're hoping for um i think he's yeah i think he's got to rehab his value i think you know the, the hornets are trying to showcase him as a maybe an offseason you know trade guy uh just to kind of get him out of there because you know at this point they have to kind of re-examine after the whole miles bridges uh debacle which obviously terrible terrible stuff but uh but yeah i think gordon hayward i think his his mints are relatively safe actually so yeah definitely have him on my list here but I actually went a different way for the center position. I went Nick Richards uh, at 5,100. Uh, I think he's an absolute lock for me in cash games. Uh, I think you're, you're right, though. If you're looking for upside, he's probably not the guy to go with. Um, he's more of a safer pick than an upside pick. I, I'd probably go with Kai Jones if I was looking for upside. But but Nick Richards feels like that safe, warm blanket there. Um, and, and, again, you know, no Terry Rozier, no Kelly Oubre. He's not exactly an offensive diamond, dynamo. I'm not expecting him to put up, you know, 20 points or anything like that. But, but maybe he gets a few more lobs towards the rim, you know, stuff like that. And definitely the rebounds are going to be there and a few blocks are going to be there. Uh, and the Dallas Mavericks really don't have a center uh, as well. I mean, they're playing Dwight Powell and uh, Maxi Kleba and guys like that. And just none of those guys really scare me. None of those guys are as big as Nick Richards. So uh, so I think it's a, a really good matchup for him as well. And then you mentioned Jaden Hardy. I'm going to go with uh, the other guy, which is Josh Green at 5,000. Um, I think he's a little bit more consistent. Uh, obviously, Hardy... Again, probably more of the upside play. I, I give you that for sure. Um, I'm feeling Josh Green here at 5,000. Again, the same thing with you. If it's Kyrie Irving is out, uh, if Kyrie Irving's in, then yeah, toss, toss Josh Green to the side. <laughs> you don't want either of those guys probably. But uh, but yeah, um, if that guy's out, it's the Hornets. Obviously, everyone gets a bump when you play the Hornets. And so I like Josh Green here at 5,000. So just went a little different way there. But same 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 concept. So we're, we're still on the same page, basically. Um, I don't think I had any other games that had a ton of uh, picks in there. I'm trying to look here. I'm going to mention a few other guys I have on my list here, uh, which are spend-ups that I, I think this is a really good – I don't want to call it a good slate, but it's a slate that has a lot of guys that I want to spend up on, so it's a little bit of a confusing slate for me. But Anthony Davis at 10-5 against the OKC Thunder uh, feels like a good spot as well, so I want to just shout that out there. And then we got Devin Booker at 9,600. Um, that's a really, really nice price tag against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, anytime the Kings are, are playing, you know, anybody, I always try to target them because uh, they just don't play a lot of defense. They just they have a really high-powered offense. And their defense has been better as of late, but still uh, still pretty average uh, to below average. So, And then the uh, other spin-up I want to mention is just Pascal Siakam against the Detroit Pistons. Um, and, I'll, you know, I'll let you – this is a good place to end because I'll let you talk to me about uh, the Toronto Raptors. But – uh, 9,300 for Pascal. Obviously, if some of those pieces sit, like um, uh, Gary Trent Jr. and Scotty Barnes, and he gets a little boost there as well. But, uh, but I think you know the Toronto Raptors are really fighting hard for those play-in positioning. Uh, so I think they're going to play their their top guys as much as possible, even though it's the Detroit Pistons. And the Detroit Pistons suck. So that's pretty much my logic there. Uh, but yeah, talk to me about the Raptors, man, and uh, anybody else you have on your list that we haven't uh, haven't covered yet. I mean, yeah, starting off with Pascal, he was also a guy on my list uh, in terms of spending up. Uh, I got to agree with you, Joe. There are some players that I'm, like, kind of surprised that they were much cheaper. So it's interesting that the higher expensive ones dropped down, but the budget players went up, which was much yeah. different different thing for DFS. But, uh, yeah, Pascal Siakam at 9,300, especially if Scotty and uh, uh, what is it? Gary Trent Jr. don't play, then I think uh, Pascal is going to do his usual thing and just be able to have a monster night. I mean, you can even look at his past performances against uh, the Pistons, where he's been able to go off and get to around 50 DK fantasy points. Yeah. And uh, on the other side of picks, uh, I do I do like Drew Holiday at 7200. Usually, I don't go for a Bucks player, but I think Drew Holiday at 7200 is kind of a underpriced. I feel like he's able to deliver that kind of value that he brings, which is you know because he plays point guard for them, he kind of gets the responsibility of assisting uh, 
can score the ball. And they're going against a Jazz team who doesn't really have too too many players to really worry about it in terms of uh, defense. And obviously, obviously the worry comes with him is uh, if the Jazz are going to be competitive in that game, right? Because if it's a blowout, then he's not going to get enough, enough minutes to really get his value up to that, uh, up to 7,200. But if it is a competitive game, I think Drew Holiday has 7,200. is a great game, a uh, great pick. And I also have De'Aaron Fox at 8,300. Mm. Uh, I was tempted to go for Sabonis because obviously De'Andre Ian is out. Mm. And uh, I feel like that'd just be an easy masterclass from Sabonis. But I kind of went with <laughs> a bit 2,000 cheaper at De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron Fox has been amazing this season. Uh, probably clutch player of the year. Uh, and yeah, I don't think the Suns, CP3 and Devin Booker, anybody on that side of the team it would stop them. So at De'Aaron Fox at 8,300, I think it's a good pick as well. I like it, man. That's excellent. And that is a good place for us to stop with the DFS there. And we will move on to Thrive Fantasy. If you guys aren't thriving, go to thrivefantasy.com, enter promo code ETHOS, and get your first deposit match up to 250 bucks. And uh, I think I've only got, like, uh, I think I've got three plays here for Thrive. Uh, let me just double check. Yeah, I think I've got I've got two of them. So I've only got two plays here uh, for Thrive. How many plays did you end up with, Ramiz? I got three. Okay. Well, let me let you start us off then. What are you liking out there? Uh, so for first off, I went with uh, Luca with uh, more than 51 and a half total points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, I mean, this is Charlotte, one mm-hmm. of the worst defensive teams. I don't even got to check the stat statistics for that. Uh, you're probably expecting a nobody guarding Luca, and I think Luca, without Kyrie Irving, especially, is going to take on a much lower the offense. As a matter of fact, he is the offense, so yeah, uh, points, assists really shouldn't be an issue for him. And at uh, 105 like- points is a good pick. Yeah, I like it, man. Um, I'm, I'm a little wary of the blowout there, but I do like it, though, for sure. Uh, Porzingis at 20 over 24.5 points, and that's 95 points against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, my top play on DFS, so obviously he was on Thrive. I had to play him here. Uh, I just think he's going to have a whole lot of offense coming his way. I think even if the Wizards aren't necessarily uh, looking to get the play in, which, I mean, who knows? Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I still think they want to showcase this guy and show the skill set he has in case they end up wanting to move him, you know, in the offseason or next season as well. So uh, I think Porzingis is pretty safe as long as he stays out of foul trouble to get 30 to 35 minutes and put up some pretty, pretty big lines here against a very bad Spurs team that doesn't really want to win. So there you go. Uh, what else you got there, Amis? <laughs> uh, I went with uh, another one in Steph Curry. I didn't mention him, on, uh, I didn't mention him on DFS, but. Home game for Golden State so is this Steph Curry? I think should be really comfortable in doing his thing, and it's only forty-two and a half total points, rebounds, assists. So uh, I don't think it's really a difficult task. Uh, I mean, hopefully Harden and Embiid play and some good basketball, yeah. not just for him to reach his value, but for us fans to have a great night. <laughs> but uh, one hundred five points, I think, is a pretty reachable, a uh, good value for him. Yeah, uh, that will be a good game if they both play. I agree with that. Uh, Dame Lillard under thirty-nine point five points and assists, Ooh. and that's a hundred points. And it's against my Chicago Bulls. Hey, look, I told you guys before, I think this is a really difficult spot for him. Don't know where his head's at. Um, he did have a really good game in the last one, even though after those comments about, you know, not liking the organiz- the uh, direction of the organization. But uh, but this is the Chicago Bulls. This is a really diff- difficult uh, matchup here for guards usually. And, uh, you know, we've been surprising people by, by shutting down some star players here and there. So uh, we can't shut down Embiid. That's just not going to happen because we don't have that skill. Uh, but we can shut down a guard. So I feel like here against Dame, uh, it's a good chance he goes under, so I'm gonna take that. What's your last one there, Ramiz? Uh, my last one is uh, someone you mentioned, and that's Anthony Davis. Uh, I guess OKC. I mean, I feel like the fact that they don't have a center is something that kind of just gives it away. Which ADF 44 and a half total points, rebounds, assists. I think he'll be able to get more than that. 
Uh, similar to what I said with, uh, you know, Luca in terms of just getting easy points and assists, I think AD should be easily get uh, 20 points and like 12 rebounds or just a few assists and able to get that value. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think it's a really good pick as well. So that's going to do it for us, though, guys. That is your full 10-game slate for Friday. Uh, those are our top early primer plays there. And check in with us. We feel the DFS pass later in the day to see where we end up on other guys. But I am Keith. You can find me on Twitter at, at @bsbpkeith And Ramiz, where can the good people find you, my man? Uh, they can also find me on Twitter at 2nice. That'll be spelled T-O-0 underscore nice underscore. Yeah, absolutely. Go follow my guy. Uh, give him some love. But until next time, guys, go get that money.